In today's episode, we speak to the wonderful founder of Recess Living, Nina. The conversation with Nina flowed so well and it was great to catch up with her about all things creative workshops and self-care. She gave some great tips for those of you out there who want to get better at self-care but don't necessarily know how and it was great to understand more about her journey as a business owner. Um, I really hope you enjoy the the episode and I will speak to you very soon. Hello, hello and welcome. I am Lindsay, founder of Gold Digger Coaching and your host of the Anti-Hustle Club podcast. I should point out that I'm not 100% anti-hustle, but I am keen to have conversations with people about the good, the bad and the ugly that comes from chasing the hustle culture many of us grew up with. If this podcast can inspire just one person to embrace an anti-hustle hour in their everyday life, then I think we'll be on to a winner. So welcome Nina to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me today Lindsay, looking forward to it. Welcome, Um, please can you let our listeners know um, who Nina is and all about your business Recess Living? Hi everyone, I'm Nina, I'm the founder of Recess Living which is a creative wellness brand which empowers you to slow down and take some time to reconnect with yourself. So I kind of do it in various different ways but I suppose the thing I'm known for at the moment um, is helping you reconnect with creative play and use it in a way that's um, pressure free helps you de-stress and unwind and for me it's kind of also helping you experience mindfulness so I like to call it like meditation for doers in a sense because how I came to using creativity like in this way and as like one of my main methods of self-care was I was going through like different periods of like my mental health and kind of hitting some other like lower seasons and I was finding that actually the thought of like talk therapy again quite daunting or even just like looking at like I suppose more like simpler practices in terms of like traditional meditation as you see where it's more like static I was just like I'm just not ready to kind of be like sat and left alone with my own thoughts or let them pass through me Um, but you obviously know all the like amazing benefits that comes from it and the mindfulness you can experience so I was finding that actually the more I'm like a natural maker like always like played around like my mum's a seamstress so I basically just like grew up at like the foot of a sewing machine, like playing with her scraps of fabrics and buttons, like I see to like land on the floor. But through like making with my hands, it's kind of helping me find the stillness I needed, the mindfulness that I needed. And also just kind of helped me like re-channel, I suppose, my energy. Because sometimes I think as well, you're so used to constantly like being on the go and having like quite frantic energy within you, especially myself, like my I suppose my first career background was in TV production and it's one of those industries that is like constantly on from the moment you like wake up in the morning like something will interrupt your like inbox your whatsapp your sometimes just like a phone call and that energy kind of still stays with you especially if you're filming like through to like the dead of night Mm -hmm. and it's a bit like well where does that go when you want to find your mindfulness so making for me really helps me like channel that like energy into I suppose like a place of stillness amazing thank you so much for sharing um I definitely if you haven't booked on a session yet with recess living you definitely need to because 
the workshops look absolutely amazing and I want to get into kind of like the background of how you chose different workshops and stuff um but to start with the question I usually ask most of my um guests at the top of a session is what does hustle mean to you because it means different things for different people at different times as well so oh yeah it's 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 a bit like the word like self-care it's like one of those like loaded like words hustle is being one of those words it's kind of come like in and out of I suppose my world and the sense that when I was like younger I was like very driven um I was kind of used to like constantly being on I worked in an industry that like feeds that like I suppose like hustle mentality mm. but then it kind of I suppose depending on where you're working can kind of get like taken away from you in a sense where certain industries can kind of look at like I suppose your natural act for like that drive that you've got and it kind of goes the other way and like the burnout side of like hustle yeah so in kind of I suppose like this last year kind of like re-journeying in terms of like working for myself full-time it's been interesting because part of me needs and loves like the hustle because that's like like gets my spark going sometimes and can help me find like my flow but it's doing in a way that it's not I suppose like harming myself Mm. so looking at how I can like reclaim hustle and take it away from when it was in the hands of like other people and other industries and (laughs) consumerism and patriarchy and actually bring it back in terms of like what it means for me and if like a period of hustle I kind of need if I've got like so at the moment I'm basically work, working on like a new event series so I kind of I need some of that fire within me and for me that comes from that hustle to bring it out into the world but just doing it in a way that's like mindful for me and aligned with all like my values and my beliefs so yeah it, it changes. <laughs> Definitely um so when you mentioned there that you worked in um tv like how what was that shift for you like how was that change going from hustling for someone else to kind of hustling for yourself I guess uh so in TV I've always been freelance I suppose like part of your like your hustle Mm kind of like stays with you but it's when it's um put in someone else's hands in terms of like the schedules that you're working in sometimes it's not even about schedules about like the lack of boundaries that go on within your working day or when your day's not quite a day and just bleeds into like the night yeah and my boyfriend's in TV as well. So <laughs> I see it from the other side. Yeah, it's just, it's so it's bad, isn't it? When you like end up, I know so many people, and I suppose definitely people I've been in relationships with have ended up being like a TV widow because of it. But yeah. at some points in my life, I've been like that. Like I'm out doing what I need to be doing. I'm absolutely loving it and enjoying it, and would I have it in any other way? And then yes, for me, like a shift kind of comes. We kind of relook at like some of your priorities or the way you're working and I used to really I think towards the end as well was really like struggling with looking at to kind of like align with everything that like I wanted my life to be and what I was putting out there and there's a lot you can do within your I suppose your the ecosystem of your particular team that you're working within um but the way like the wider industry I want to say was constructed because they start to break down things a lot more which is like amazing for like my friends who are like at the forefront of it and those like the next gen like working in it um so yeah it's getting it's getting better out there but there's a long way to go would you say that kind of um I know that's like specific to the kind of tv industry but like with a lot of industries out there especially like I come from a financial services background and the hustle within that kind of environment is 
can be very toxic. Like, yeah. do you think there is a shift more broadly? You seeing that with like corporates that you're doing workshops with and things like that? Is there that shift to being more mindful and, and moving away from hustle? Yeah, I think definitely. I think when we kind of look back at the last like two and a half, like three years, and we, I'm, I'm definitely one of these people who you totally appreciate that the hardship that came from this pastime for people, but there's also been a lot of like silver linings and yeah. looking at the way that I suppose just like our natural pace in life, looking at how um, we speak about like mental health, like these are all things that have, the changes come as like a catalyst from the like pandemic, which is a which is a great thing like we're being so much more mindful about how much we're demanding of people but also when we're asked those questions of them being like are you okay it's actually said of a lot more of a deeper meaningful yeah. behind it and if the answer's like no I'm not okay it's like okay well what can I do do you just need mm-hmm. me to sit and listen to you so you can like release it or is there some like action steps that we can put into place where it's like within the workplace kind of looking at like your team structure or things like that so I feel like it, it's great in the sense there's a lot more like open conversations coming mm-hmm. out and it feels like it's not just the box ticking exercise and it doesn't feel like it's going to be a trend I feel like we're naturally going to see like a better shift in the way that we like live and work yeah I really do hope so and I know that like with the are they calling it the great resignation that obviously (laughs) I've had this kind of epiphany through lockdown that it's not working for them and they want to kind of go and work in a job where they feel more fulfilled and aren't working 15 hour days and things like that but I do I, I do hope that that shift continues and that we don't see like a regression back to pre-pandemic that's I think that would be a a shame really yeah such a shame I think what I'm noticing a lot around like my friends my peers and um like the amazing people I get to like host like workshops with is that no one seems to have the the energy we used to have for it which I think is like great there's like a natural thing being like I you know just even like simple things where you're kind of bit like oh but like 10 o'clock I would have done like a two-hour workout I would have gone on a three-hour commute <laughs> I would have like yeah. stopped making breakfast here dropped my kids off there like it was just a bit like I don't understand why you still how you still do all those things before 11 o'clock in the morning and actually I can't do it anymore I'm not physically got the yeah, energy so true like even like going out in an evening like I like to be home before 10 and like in bed asleep like I would never have Better than eyelid if I was get, I'd be going out at 10 I think yeah. it has changed like our behaviors I guess definitely for the for the good yeah <laughs> or just in a way that kind of I suppose brings more like alignment to like what you need as a person in terms of in that like time because I'm definitely about looking at like not just like the seasons in terms of like mother nature's but kind of like your own internal seasons and where mm. you're sitting with like your well-being your mental health and kind of making sure that you're like feed in those avenues as you need to definitely and I think for the for a lot of the pandemic we had no it was the choice was taken away from us for a lot of people that we had to slow down and stop and I think having that enforced to some degree was helpful because we then had to question is this working for me is this right am I happy whereas I know I before the pandemic was running around like a headless chicken um just trying to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing so yeah totally it kind of really just like slowed everything down I think it's quite interesting actually because I was thinking 
so in the pandemic and again you know we say like when things get like stripped away from you so one of the things I used to do especially because also you only had like your daily one to go out and have yeah. like a walk and then it kind of started easing up is I used to start my day with like a commute around the block and discovered and I've lived in this area for like 15 years plus discover like on my doorstep like the most beautiful canal walk which I just didn't know it was there because really? I was like jumping on the train heading straight into like central London yeah so I used to start the day with like this morning like commute down the canal and then I used to end the day as well and I was just I remember being like okay what well, when when it goes back to normal I'm going to make sure that that always stays in mm. and then and when I was on a walk last week I was like I haven't done this walk for like over a month and I was just yeah. like why why is that so it really does make you kind of question about the things that period of life like brought us and yeah. also kind of being like there's bits of it that for me like I need to go back to like keeping like that that little sprinkle yeah definitely so um recess living then so you've just come up to your year anniversary is that right coming up to yeah I hope you've got big celebrations planned that's amazing it is crazy I think it's yeah I've got like a big year kind of planned because I suppose for me it's kind of about um it's like weird isn't it when your business is like a year old but actually to the outside world I should say but it's basically been in my notebook for three and a half years really yeah (laughs) that's amazing you did it so yeah it's great that it's like out there and this I think I'm not nervous because there's like I suppose a lot more other chapters of like the company that's like been in that notebook for so long that I'm gonna basically start bringing out into fruition this year and it's a bit like because but I'm excited I'm so excited because for me I think it's all about using um different avenues to help unlock the conversations around mental health and Mm -hmm. well-being and creativity is one of the ways I do it in and the next series that I'm launching is going to be a series of supper clubs because for me it's about bringing different people together in a room so it's kind of a summer club meets a panel discussion in the sense that rather than put like your experts like on the platform yeah everyone's going to all sit around the dinner table together and we'll basically discuss a different like mental health topic and for me I think in my journey as well there's been so much learning from professionals and experts but also a lot of like peer-to-peer learning or just like sometimes just like conversations I've ever had at like a random workshop just going yeah. I used to do one on like the other side of town because it's like where I was working so I met like a whole different spectrum of people that I never would have and those like conversations and like some of them have like really stuck with me especially mm-hmm. you know when you speak to different age groups as well yeah so that's what I want my supper like club series to kind of be about like bringing everyone around the table to learn from each other and you know your opinion and your experiences just as valued as the person sat next to you and just provide that discussion point and do it through like the journey of food as well which I love sign me up where there's food <laughs> in, I'm there I'm in <laughs> um what was the what was the impetus for you to kind of to go for it with recess living where did that come from ah uh, so it's like interesting to talk about like the great resignation because in one sense like I hit that statistic okay but I have been on and everyone will like laugh like who's watching me in tv when they hear this because I've been on like a tv like 
take that farewell tour for years and I've like <laughs> had some time out of the industry then come back and like released another album and kind of <laughs> it kind of kept royalties in. It. yeah <laughs> but I was just on I was on set one day actually on one of my like jobs like going back well it was still like in the height of like the pandemic mm-hmm. and I kind of just realized I suppose like the work I want to do not just in like the wider industry but I want to go back and look at taking some like workshops and like trainings like back into the tv industry space I just realized that I couldn't drive them forward in my current role and I needed to leave and step out of it and for me because I used to work a lot on like sets and filming so I always say like I had to like hang up like my production walking kind of just leave it on charge and not come back to it because the work I need to and I want to do back in the industry is going to be on a different side of the table um but it was though it's it's been like a long decision like coming still like making it and doing it has been a journey within itself Definitely. And I, from my own perspective, I started my business a couple of years ago and I'm just going full time now. So it's, yeah, I'm, I know what it feels like. It's uh it's surreal, isn't it? That it's like you, you've had it written down for years and then it's, you're actually now doing it, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Um, in terms of, um, obviously you talked briefly there about hustle culture from like a tv perspective but what has it been like um kind of running the business and dealing with hustle because I know you said there around like you've had positive experiences and like you know when you need to hustle to get things done but has there been any negative impacts around hustle with starting the business or what's that looked like for you yeah I think (laughs) in short yes in short yes (laughs) this year and I carry on like needed like to do so which I think is also good it's like a sign of like growth and evolution is unlearn a lot of working practices that are instilled within me from yeah. my first profession so you know just even have like autonomy over your day or yeah. your week I should say because I naturally will have more energy on a Sunday than I would a Monday. So just even just looking at flipping that around and you're like, it's okay for me to work on a Sunday because I'm going to take Monday off. Yep. But going through your schedule and crafting the schedule, making sure that you're putting in those pockets of time that you need, especially when it's something that you're so passionate about and you love and enjoy. So you do just want to keep on going with it. You still yeah. need to, and rightly so, like put those boundaries in place and give yourself those rest periods because so much more comes from like resting and stepping away from it and but just remembering them. And you don't have anyone else to like remind you to yeah. take a holiday. <laughs> go for a walk have a lunch break have a lunch break have lunch (laughs) so you're gonna do that for yourself but I talked to one of my friends and she was just like do you know what I think I'm I think I'm gonna start getting into my studio at 10 and I was just like yeah like why why don't like what time have you been getting in she's like nine 
And she's like, is it going to be bad again at 10? And I was like, absolutely not. If 10 o'clock is like a good time for you to sit down at your bench, then start at 10. Just because your old world used to tell you that you had to be at your desk at 9am doesn't yeah. mean you need to do that anymore. And I think as well, actually, if we kind of like wind it back out into the outside world it it feels like from what I'm hearing like where some more hybrid working is kind of coming into place mm. there is slowly it's again a long way to go yeah. flexibility coming in with, yeah. yeah very baby steps but the conversations out there whispering a bit louder than it was before but it looking really at like flexible hours because one of the things I'm doing at the moment and have been like the last month or so is really looking at like tracking my energy mm. and what work I do well at different times of the day where how it sits within my weekly schedule my like monthly and like menstruation cycles as well and kind of really tuning into like my energy yeah and I suppose the seasons within my body and how that then I can then apply my work to it and what I do so that's been an interesting discovery so far definitely and it really kind of resonates around what you're saying you know we're kind of programmed to work at certain times in a certain way mm-hmm. it feels quite freeing and liberating to kind of be like actually I'm not going to work on Monday or I am going to come into the studio at 10 um it's it's a nice feeling isn't it and I know not everybody has that ability to be able to do that because they might work a nine-to-five but um I know that from what you said around you know that conversation is happening more that we can have a little bit of hybrid peace and working in our day that's such a nice way to put it isn't it peace (laughs) within our working day yeah it is because it's so easy to get like caught up in the the hustle of the day not even just like it being hustling like you're working hard but you can just get swept up and then all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock and you haven't even linked and you've been sending emails and getting like putting fires out here there and everywhere so mm-hmm. um I know for me it's trying to be much more intentional with my morning of like right what does success look like for me today mm-hmm. how can I achieve what I need to achieve um and the emails are always going to be there and they're always going to be urgent <laughs> so just you know you don't have to there's not like a it's not like an email's like a hot potato where you've got to respond within like three minutes or you know it's going to combust or something yeah which is also it just you to say that I always think about one of my managers used to work with and he would manage to reply to an email within like 10 20 minutes and I'm like how do you do, are you a robot like how are you doing this and I think it's interesting because I'd be like oh I haven't replied for an hour gosh they must think I'm so rude and yeah like, some people don't reply for like 24 hours 48 hours that's okay <laughs> slowing that down as well and yeah it's just the kind of the the way that you're expected to always be on and always be mm-hmm. responsive. And I think much more, I think one thing that has maybe changed in the pandemic is around this kind of presenteeism that you have to be in the office and you have to be seen to be productive, but you can be productive in, you could get all your work done in three hours. Yeah. And then put your feet up. Like if you're doing Which the job and you're like, actually, that's exactly what you're paying me to do. You're paying me for my expertise. What I can do in three hours might take you a day or so. Yeah. But you don't need to pay me by the hour. You need to pay me for like the years and experience I've got to make yeah. sure that task is done for you within a, within a good time frame. Yeah. And the reason I can probably do it in three hours is because I've trained for 10, 15 years to do it. Yeah. Like it's not about, you know, 
been paid for the hours at the desk and I think that it's still there in a lot of places I think but I think there is a little, little bit move a little bit of movement I think um kind of going forward um so in terms of some of the workshops that you um do and the the kind of self-care angle like what kind of themes are you seeing from kind of people coming to your workshops and how are they do you think there's a shift more broadly from a hustle perspective like what kind of what are you seeing when you're out there speaking to people (laughs) so the way I love to run my workshops is for me it's about using the different forms that we're doing so I love working with different materials that give up permission to be messy and to be playful so I specialize in pottery and marbling and different forms of like printmaking and especially if I look at things like the marbling and like the pottery workshops those materials can be manipulated and can like transform like as you're going along and mm. with marbling especially there's only so much control you can have over like the process itself from you can mix up all like your beautiful different like color palettes but the moment it hits the marbling bath part of it's just guided by you and your intuition and the majority of it's like what the inks and paints naturally want to do and how they react to each other so I suppose the first half of like my workshop is kind of explaining to people and helping them realize that what we're doing does not have an agenda it's about just enjoying the process for what it is and having fun with it and being playful and being curious and reaping all the other benefits that kind of bring from like the mindfulness and the stillness from it and just the spark of like excitement it creates so I always find it interesting because I've got like such a broad spectrum of different people that come to my workshop so you have anything from coaches and therapists to accountants and doctors to different creatives and you can see you can kind of see what like the walls sort of like come up and you'll be like what do you mean there's like no agenda here and I'm like it's just for you to have fun and play you will obviously are going to learn a lot about the craft that we're doing that we're working with that day but I'm approaching it from a different more I suppose like holistic angle for you and just kind of seeing like that being like undone as someone like moves through the craft and also the moment you kind of say like you can just relax and enjoy it like you don't need to worry if your lines are perfectly straight if your colors are all balanced it's just that freeness that comes and that's what I love about seeing like those transformations within the workshop period and people just being like oh my gosh like I haven't like I suppose like had this much freedom within my work or within my world like since I was like little and re-tapping back into that is yeah I don't even like to call it work so I'm so like honoured that I get to help people do that yeah that's lovely and I love the I kind of took a note around like it feels like they can go back to like a childlike quality of Mm it doesn't matter if you mess it up it, there's no there isn't a goal here there isn't like a I'm not no one's going to grade your work or it doesn't matter if you don't hit that client's like brief or deadline yeah that's that's so wonderful and what is the response like I bet do you just see like people just kind of relax into it and just like yeah you could it. just see like the loosening of shoulders like Sometimes you can, as it gets so quiet, you can literally hear like the excel as it goes around the room. And I'm always just like, oh, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah. I, it's so grateful that, you know, people choose to like come and experience that with me and I get to help. So that's so amazing. It must feel, it must feel great to kind of do that. Um, what do you, um, do kind of people kind of come to you for? 
um, advice or like anything around like being more mindful? Would you do you have any kind of tips around around that from a obviously that it's a craft focus, but obviously you're bringing in the mindfulness and the that into that kind of holistic workshop. How would you kind of let this is a really badly worded question? Oh my god! We want to like, wait a minute. Where am I going with this? I want to start that one. Again. I'm going to start that one again. Um, I liked wherever it was going though. <laughs> I can't remember where it was going. That my god. Um, so thinking of like, obviously, people come to the sessions um, to kind of from a craft perspective and to get creative, but then you bring in the kind of mindfulness and and all that kind of element, that kind of the holistic element for it. What advice would you give people if they wanted to tap into that mindfulness side more and couldn't necessarily come straight to a workshop with you I so in terms of like helping people yeah find mindfulness and look at different ways that they can incorporate self-care within to their schedule I always say to start small Mm -hmm. to kind of look at what's naturally like sparking your joy and it can be the smallest of things and I think there's a lot to be said for appreciating those small moments and from things like your favorite scents that you have like burning or your favorite like tea that you drink in the morning to like start off your day and look at building in those like rituals within your movements throughout the day to give you that that space that you need that explanation that release and then slowly just start to like stack them up and the reason why I kind of love looking at like self-care practices and self-care rituals is for me, they become like bigger markers in terms of my well-being. So with a self-care practice, for instance, how often you do it will change in terms of how much time you've got, how much money you've got, where you are in the world. And some of them you might only kind of like do like once a week once a day once a month and then you have like your self-care rituals which become like your non-negotiables that will never change in terms of how much money you've got how much time you've got where in the world you do it so if I look at like going for a walk for instance yeah it's one of your like rituals you can start it off like completely like really small and be like okay I'm gonna make sure that at three o'clock I'm gonna down tools and go for a walk around the block every day just to like reset myself mm-hmm. and then you can look at like taking that on like a bigger scale or you're like okay it doesn't that first like alliteration of it didn't cost you anything the next time you do it you might sit and go oh do you know what? I might join like a walking group and I might have to spend a little bit of money to get to that walk and then I'll go on and kind of do that longer walk yeah. and you might build up even further and be like well do you know what actually I'm gonna go to Thailand because there's some beautiful like waterfall walks that I really want to do and that's a different way I'm gonna to use to do that ritual um, but it never kind of gets taken away from you because you're always making time for it mm-hmm. so for me I have like my markers and my rituals that if they start slipping in terms of I'm not giving them any time at all yeah then that starts to become like an indication that there's like something else kind of like going within like my ecosystem and when all those like rituals like start to fall by the wayside then for me it normally like signify that I've like hit like a lower point of like my mental health season and that I actually need to like have a major like reset and kind of 
look to put them back in place or sometimes certain and this is why I love like building up a self-care like toolkit in a sense because sometimes you'll find that different practices will hit you differently different points of your life and there might be a period where meditation will kind of always work for you and then you'll have a time where you're like I can't do it if I'm sat still I can't do it if I'm going for a walk I can't do it if I'm if I'm making but you still need to find that like mindfulness it's then looking at like what else is going to give you that release and switching your meditation for maybe like breath work or going to a sound bath is still helping you achieve the outcome that you need but it's a different form of that self-practice and it's in a different layer but you still need it so having I suppose like a wider toolkit that you can use as and when you need to to chop and change them is yeah my ultimate goal to kind of help people achieve and look at different ways in which that we can do that for them if if people kind of came to you and said I haven't even got a clue where to start figuring out what my non-negotiables are like what would you say to them so starting like a journal and it doesn't have to be because journaling is one of these one of the self-care practices that I absolutely know the benefits of when I get into a good season of doing it I'm like oh my god yeah like win for journaling yeah it's absolutely the first thing that goes for me because I find it I can find it like really confronting like putting those words like out onto a page Mm. but just doing like a line journal or just writing down like I'm doing like an energy one at the moment so I'm just gonna like even if I can't write a whole like three lines of what I've done that day or how I felt I can just go my energy level was on a scale of one to ten six and I can use yeah. that to like monitoring it so just making a little note of I suppose like your energy and what gives you energy and what takes energy away from you is a really like nice place to start because when you then start noticing the things that are giving you energy then you can kind of look to build those into becoming your self-care practices and your rituals amazing and do you think there's um kind of a correlation around you know the the different levels of your energy around like when you can maybe hustle a little bit or is it like I know you talked about like the the good side of hustle but do you think that's a time when you once you've kind of recognized the the kind of peaks and troughs of what your month looks like like then you can tap into that kind of thing do you think yeah totally so even just looking I suppose like as a woman and kind of looking at like your menstrual cycle so that's one of the things I've been like learning about a lot at the moment okay um and looking so I'm like okay right if I'm launching a new thing ideally I kind of need to even launch it in when I'm in my summer season or any groundwork I need to do for it, any like writing I need to do or video videos I might need to record like if I can line them up with like summer when I've got like my optimum energy yeah then it's just going to help me like deliver it better but do it in a way that also because you it's one of those things isn't it like there's other out outside influences that will always affect in terms of like our work or who needs us in our life and things so I suppose I'm trying to look at like what things I can like bank or like put on automation that Mm -hmm. if my energy isn't completely there there's certain things that are either still ticking in my business or in like my life without me having to give like my full energy if it's not there to give yeah no definitely um you mentioned there around like automation around business um and things that you do in your business what other things do you do to make life easier and and just less less stress a little bit calmer and a bit more peace 
so one of my <laughs> one of my big things to do is to put some of my self-care in someone else's hands so okay so you like make it you basically make a date with someone else who gives you your time back that you need so for me it could be I'm an absolute workshop junkie so I okay. love going to I've always loved going to workshops and like learning so pick it in like a workshop or this year I want to start like trying some more like cooking classes because it's like an area that I basically want to experiment in a bit more and kind of add a bit more playfulness to it but have no idea how to do it and I like to think it's going to be relaxing for me but we'll see <laughs> but yeah making a date even if you're going to meet a friend for a coffee or go for a walk it's someone else kind of helping you I suppose hold that accountability to yourself to have that reset time for you because I think there's a lot of like sometimes people think like self-care always needs to be done like in isolation but there's also a lot that can be done when you're doing it with others and in groups and the energy that you get from them and from the room the activity is just another element of self-care definitely and like you said before like self-care can be so, the word can be so loaded and like what it means for different people but it is about understanding what brings you joy and what lights you up and a lot of people kind of think well I don't like bubble baths or like face masks so I can't do self-care like self-care can literally be getting an early night like yeah literally be it could be like hygiene your drawer so you just feel like everything's like in order like that decluttering is a form of like self-care and it's yeah really looking at like what like highlighting I suppose the word like self in those two words and what it means to you and I think another thing I always find that sometimes people find using the word like self-care just like even loader or just like a little bit like icky as well so I'm just yeah. like, don't call it self-care just call it like self-development because that's essentially what you're doing you're giving yourself the time that you need to develop and recharge and re-nourish yourself so if you need to reframe what the word is so it or use a completely different word just so it resonates better with you then do it like who cares yeah definitely. as long as you're doing the action <laughs> yeah and and I think it is like for a lot of people it is baby steps it's a new thing for people mm-hmm. so I loved like how before you were talking about kind of building on those kind of yeah. non-negotiables but I think the the most important thing is for people to just start and just just do something just... it's it's a pra- I always say it's a practice it's not like a destination it's it takes work and continuous work and I always have to constantly remind myself so I'm never going to be sort of person to kind of sit in a parapet and say like yeah I've got this self-care now like you need to x y or z because different seasons of life will come along and like will slay everything I thought I knew was self-care to me or the best way to look after myself and my body and my mind I'm like okay right I need to reset and find a different way to still get that outcome so it is about that continuous like learning and unlearning that we need to go on definitely and also like around you know as as our values change as we grow as we interact with new people it's like you know you might have gone out for a walk every morning for the last four years as your self-care but for some reason now it's not you can't drag yourself out of bed like there's a reason that's not happening that maybe you don't find value in that anymore and Mm -hmm. that's okay it's just kind of recognizing it is time for kind of a reset and a shift yeah um what is coming up for recess living what's the plan you talked about the supper club but like what are the the kind of plans in the next few months for you and the and the the business and business so yes a supper club's launch 
on the 23rd of March. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, the first time I said the date out loud. <laughs> Which is really exciting. And then I suppose under underground, I am starting like my mental health like instructor training. So I'm doing a lot more like educational based training my side to then yeah, just develop my work a lot more and help in different avenues where I can and kind of bring those the more like educational arm into the business as well that sounds amazing um is there anything else you would like to tell people about what is happening what you are focusing on and anything around hustle or anti-hustle or snippets of advice you'd want to share before we finish up I think just hold on to like that word of like self-care and look at what it means for you and put those put the boundaries in that you need to put the accountability in that you need to to make sure that you're getting what you need so then you can help serve other people thank you and yeah that one massively resonates um because often we think we can help others before we help ourselves but really we need to look after ourselves before we can we've got enough in our cup to be able to to help others and, and move them forward as well so thank you so much but it's been amazing to have you on the I was going to say on the program I'm not on a I'm not on TV <laughs> it's great to have you on the program like who do yeah, I think I am later on this year <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um it's not a program it's a podcast Lindsay I'm just like going back to my roots of like when I used to pretend to be a tv presenter um oh, back in the day um <laughs> wow uh maybe that's gonna come back and just, oh, just oh, yeah. well, someone says to me they're gonna listen to like the whispers and the inklings that are inside you and see where they guide you presenting wow okay maybe who knows <laughs> you heard it here first people um we maybe will have a tv show one day i don't i'm gonna stop talking because this is just getting ridiculous (laughs) but imagine if i did have a tv show in like five years and i was like this is what this is where it came from yeah watch this face definitely lots of exciting stuff happening for you in the next few months so i'm wishing you all the very best with that um and apparently i'm gonna go launch a tv show so i best go get on with that (laughs) i might give you a call just to talk tv so i think i might be able to help you with that one as well yeah amazing (laughs) perfect we'll definitely keep in touch thank you so much and i will speak to you very soon thank you You have been listening to the Anti-Hustle Club podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you've been able to embrace just a little bit of anti-hustle into your everyday. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review and give us a follow at the Anti-Hustle Club on Instagram.